Welcome to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast, the place to grow and scale profitable practices with your show hosts, Huyen Truong and Steve Tate. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Online Marketing for Doctors podcast. This is the first Australian healthcare marketing channel designed to help motivated practitioners implement clever, effective marketing ideas to grow and scale their practice. Uh, we're very excited today. Oh, first off, our hosts uh, for the podcast today. I'm uh, Stephen Tate, and this is, is Huyen Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we're coming to you today from Sydney, uh, where we've got a special guest on the podcast today, Dr. Teo Basie. Uh, doctor, uh, could you uh, take a second to introduce yourself uh, to our listeners? Hi. Yes, indeed. Um, I've been here in practice as an orthodontist uh, since 1990 in Sydney, um, uh, in the same place. Uh, and uh, I've been involved in teaching all these years, postgrads and undergrads, and also involved in um, the Australian Society of Orthodontists on a federal and also a state-based um, basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I enjoy, um, yeah, Straightening teeth and going fishing, actually. <laughs> going fishing, excellent. Yeah. Do you get much time for fishing? Not as much as I like. And um, if you look at our window, which you guys can't see, there's a harbour down there, which I kind of... Um, <laughs> sure. Would like to be on... No, I, li- I like doing this. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't keep doing it. It's, it's fabulous. Sure, great. Uh, and we're coming, yes, from your... Uh, practice here in Sydney. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the services that you offer here? Um, as as an orthodontist, um, we provide orthodontics to um, any age, uh, from young children uh, developing in their early dentition stages through teenagers and adults. Uh, and one of the important things is not actually just doing things, it's, it's actually um, giving advice. Uh, back in the day, um, in the bad old days, it was don't go to see the orthodontist until all the baby teeth have fallen out. Sure, and, sure. Yeah, and today it it really is. You know, if someone's if someone's got a um, a young son or daughter, and they're three years old and they have developing concerns, although we won't do anything for a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really easy to come and have a chat and reassure parents that what's happening is normal or that it's always treatable and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I mean, communication, yes. uh, which is the topic that uh, you've identified earlier that you'd uh, like to talk about today on the podcast. And that's sort of how communication uh, operates in a, in a specialist practice, uh, such as yourself. Now, when we look at communication, I guess we're going to look at it from two forms of communication one between yourself and referring doctors correct, uh, and also the patient communication channel as well too. So first, I guess, let's focus on the referring doctor aspect. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your experiences with that type of communication? Um, on a day-to-day basis, I've had a policy in our practice that um, if, a, if a doctor rings, I get told and I get taken out of the chair and I answer that phone call. Immediately. Immediately. Right. Um, unless I'm in the middle of bonding something and I just can't leave. <laughs> sure. But what I've found is um, that if I don't do that, then I have to go back and try and get the doctor. Right. 
Um, and the doctor's time is just as valuable as mine. And it's much easier to deal with um, a phone call, an issue, some records straight away than at the end of the day, have a list of tasks to go through that you don't always get through. Because then what would happen is I'd go, oh, could I'd leave a message and then we do this five-day telephone tag and I much prefer to sure. sort everything out on the day. So okay. from that aspect, um, always, um, I've got some doctors that I've worked with for many, many years and they'll actually say, look, not urgent, don't get him up. Um, and they'll leave a message. Right. But apart from that, it's, it really is as much as possible, just deal with it straight away. Right. From a, uh, a reporting perspective, um, we like to make sure we get all our correspondence out um, within the week. Mm. And the correspondence um, often entails um, a letter to the referring doctor, to the parent, to um, another specialist that we may be using and I will, as the orthodontist, seems to be the orthodontist is the linchpin in mm. most of most of these things mm. um, and we either CC or send separate reports or duplicates. We always, almost always send um, a copy of a report that we've sent to uh, a referring dentist or specialist or doctor or anyone CC that to the patient or the parent right? Um, as a routine. And nowadays with email, it, it's, it used to be when, when I started, <laughs> we were doing triplicate on an electric typewriter. Sure. Um, we're still not doing, we're not doing that still. We're not, right. we're, yeah, You've yeah. evolved. We've You've evolved. Changed. We've evolved. Right. And, and even now, um, what we can do is with treatment planning, right. um, I can email, um, for example, uh, Invisalign treatment or, or Sure Smile, or I can, I can actually uh, record a short video with what I'm proposing to then share with a referring doctor. Right. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's been a lot of, I guess, in your history and experience with this, there's been a lot of changes in the Huge. nature of communication. Huge. Yeah, right. And do you find that you're unique in your approach to uh, this form of communication? No, I don't, uh, I don't think so. Uh, let's just say the people that are using the technology, mm -hmm. they would be communicating this way. Right. And there would still be some people who would not be using the technology. Sure, sure. Fair enough. <laughs> That's one way of saying it. Delicately. The yeah. suggestion is we should be using the technology. And I guess the important part is is that as a specialist, mm -hmm. if you go to your general dentist and your general dentist does this high-tech scan and emails the information and then comes back to see the specialist who then does a little bit of running writing on a piece of paper... Mm -hmm kind of go, well, are they keeping up? Right. Well, clearly not with the information technology. Yep. Are they keeping up with their knowledge? Yep. So whether that's right or wrong, and I don't, and I think it isn't right. Right. Um, it's a perception. Sure. Yeah, sure. It's a perception. And if you don't keep moving forward, you actually get left behind. Sure, sure. Great. Well, there is a lot of great information in there and a lot of tips in there. I mean, do you have any other sort of uh, advice for people that uh, would be looking to improve in this area for themselves? Create the systems. Mm -hmm. um, it's really important to create the systems. With all the digital technology we've got, we actually have a printed day sheet, mm -hmm. and I've tried to get um, 
all the things I need to be done at the end of the day to be correlated through our um, through our practice management system. Yeah. But that's too hard. The simplest way is to actually get the staff to write down, I'm TB, and TBR means TB to report. Yeah. And on the day sheet, they will write TB to report against a patient's name or TB uh, ring such and such. Uh, and that's still... That paper form is is probably the most efficient <laughs> right, right. because it's it's just hard because there's so much information in all different aspects um, correlated somewhere into one spot mm-hmm. uh, and keep it there and and then just stay on top of it. Don't yeah. don't let it get backed up. Yeah. Um, and you know and when I when I first started, I'd be going home with thirty files. Right. That mm-hmm. I'd carry under my arm. To, to spend a weekend doing this. And now it, it's just I log in, um, I can get it done. It, it's it's a lot easier. Yeah, right. And it's obviously been very beneficial for you. Very beneficial. I mean, I was just telling um, a story. I was talking to another couple of specialists and um, one of them remarked, you, you know, you guys make, you, you make us look bad. I went, why? <laughs> Well, you get your reports out so fast and people want them from us too. And I'm going, well, you know, and, and that's our role. I mean, really, we're at the top end of the information spectrum. Right. People come to us for information. Right. And if we don't give it to them, they'll go, A, they'll go somewhere else, but B, we're not doing our job. Yeah, sure. Fair that's enough. our job. Fair enough. Um, Great. Yeah. Well, which then leads into the other form of communication uh, that we were going to look at is that communication between yourself and patients. So. Yeah. Um, that's one of my little um, my little um, uh, stand on a soapbox moments. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, we spent a lot of years learning a lot of words. Right. And. It's not our job to use those words at patients. Yep. Um, and the reality is in orthodontics, if I can't make the young 10-year-old patient understand what I'm going to do for them, mm-hmm. then the only person I'm kidding is myself. Right. All right? And it's very easy to fall into that nomenclature um, whatever it is, I think that's one of the one of the the worst things that that we can get into a habit of doing. Um, the other is over talking. Sure, sure. Um, uh, and and you know and just and not letting the patients absorb what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, one lesson I learned very early on was if you're talking about a patient. To a parent, um, do not talk as though they're not there. Uh, In other words, the the patient. patient, Yeah. So it's kind of, oh yeah, you know, I've looked at little Johnny and his teeth are crooked, and then all of a sudden, now, Mum, what we need to do is this, 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 and this, and this. Whatever we're going to do for Johnny, we're going to do it to Johnny. Right. So you must include Johnny in the conversation. Right. Right. um, Because. Some of the reasons people pick you for mm-hmm. treatment yep. is because they like you. Right. Not right. because <laughs> you're the best or yeah. you're the cheapest and or yeah. right. No. And and I've had I've had that happen where people have gone somewhere else 
and the choice was well we like them better right you know um and and that's that's all part of what we need to do um to engage our patients right you know and as as it turns out the more i've developed this the letters i now write back to patients are in english yep um you know you We've got lots of orthodontic terms, class two, class three, and, and overbites and underbites. And I'll just, I'll talk in plain English to highlight what it, what's going wrong. I'll actually now CC that to the dentist. All right. I used to do a more technical letter to the dentist, but I find that the patients take, the patients come to the dentist to ask a question, and then the dentist has a different letter and if the dentist can see oh no look this is what he said yep you know because they don't always come back to us yep which our doors are always open but they can oh you know he said this and this and this you know and if they've got the exact thing that i've written then that's actually the easiest way to communicate and it's a lot less work well and the benefits i guess is the next question i mean sometimes i think it might be you might understand inherently what the benefits are, but there are people who don't engage in sort of good communication practices with their patients who yeah. maybe don't understand some of the benefits. So what have, what have you found? Oh, it, very much so. It's, um, it's one, of the, um, one of the things, that, you know, we, we had a function for our referring dentists and, and one of the guys sitting there just said, you know, uh, refer to Theo. Just refer to Theo. You don't have to worry about anything. Right. We make appointments for the patients. We coordinate appoint- appointments um, to see the dentist to get extractions done or fillings done. To, to to we do as much as we possibly can, which is not necessarily technically our role. Sure. Sure. Um, but you know our practice continues. To still be here, yes, <laughs> um, and and you know and and uh, we still get a you know a good flow of patients, and we 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 try our best. I mean, we have a um, a mission statement, mm-hmm. and none of the none of it in the mission statement is about being the best orthodontist. It's about doing right. the best we can, giving the best environment um, with a with a can do attitude. It's, right, it's, you know, right, in sure. A way, in a way, um, uh, someone I did I did a, a business course with, you know, in a world full of choice, why you? Not because you're a great orthodontist. Yep. But you actually have to provide the service that you were there to do. Yep. As well as doing good orthodontics. Yep. Now, we touched on how digital uh, evolution has changed sort of the referral doctor communication. How has it affected uh, your patient communications? Um, essentially, we now actually email everybody. Yep. Um, we use for our appointments and all sorts of things. It's it's becoming more and more, not even through the computer, we're now getting more and more mobile. So I suspect the next generation is people are just not going to use, they'll be reading their letters from their mobile devices and, right. and, and everything else. We're not... We're not quite set up yet because our practice, practice management system isn't. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> and that's another thing is that if you're looking for a practice management system, you need to get a solid platform with good support. But you also, you, you really, you really um, don't save money by not, yeah. 
by not not using the technology. Yeah, it doesn't true. make sense. And I think very very soon, um, yeah, our our websites on a mobile platform. Um, but as soon as as soon as we can, I'll be able to look at stuff from my mobile, answer to to their mobile, and just use the services internally. Um, and I think that's the way everybody has to go in eventually. Sure, it's actually getting the the providers, the the, the people who do all the programming, mm-hmm. to to make it easy for us. Sure, uh, you even touched on it briefly uh, earlier about the language of your communications about everything in English. And uh, I wonder if we could elaborate on that the need for. Uh, you know, a, a, an easy to understand language, I guess, in in, in communication. Um, yeah, it, the you need the more technical you get, uh, the more apprehensive patients become. Yep. And in our you know in our instance, even if you're talking about um, needing orthognathic surgery, um, and you can tell sometimes you know an eight year old that that's going to be you know, something down the track, um, you you ease people into it. You just don't go, well, you know, uh, what we're going to have to do is when he's 25, we're going to have to um, do a, an osteotomy on the upper jaw and an osteotomy on the lower jaw. And, yeah. you know, you, you basically say, look, you know, there's an underdevelopment of this and it's growing. We'll have to see how it goes and we'll monitor things. And as he gets older, we'll have to plan to see what we need to do in terms of repositioning the jaws. Obviously, at the time, you know, you start to talk to the surgeons and stuff. You're talking about orthognathic surgery and all the rest of it, but you don't need... um, Because what happens now is they go, orthognathic surgery. Right, right. Googling. They're Googling. And they're terrified. (laughs) Sure. They're even... it's, it's, It's... crazy how they scare themselves yeah sure no fair enough even simple things but anyway yeah. <laughs> you've seen it all i guess yeah. <laughs> seen and heard it all uh well i mean do you have any other uh, sort of advice uh for other specialists in this area about sort of maybe the most important success criteria for engaging with good uh communication practices i think it's not just us mm-hmm. all right um it's the whole team Mm-hmm. needs to be good at it. Yep. You know, there's no point um, having someone on the desk that, you know, oh, yeah, hold, please. Right. And that happens a lot. And right. it, it just, you know, the, the more the more roadblocks you put in, mm-hmm. um, the less patients will respond. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and it, you know, if, if you're lucky enough and you've, mar- you've got the market sewn up, mm-hmm. then... Yeah, you can do what you want. Does that actually make make you uh, seen well in the community? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Our practice has been around since 1960 uh, with the original partner, um, and um, we've always, in fact, the original partner, you know, it was like we still do letter form. Even though it's emailed, it's an emailed letter form. Right. It's not dot points with nothing there's explanations which shows that we've actually looked at it Mm -hmm. um and you know if you need to have something resent and redone everybody's there to help right um right not oh look it up yourself sure 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 so in general it's an entire whole practice kind of context Uh, you you have to work as a team 
today working you do. towards to developing good communication. Yeah, today you do because it's it is it's a competitive environment. I think in most situations, um, and the digital world is changing things rapidly. Right. Um, and it's actually it's actually fun. Yeah, I sure. Mean, sure. Playing with all the digital stuff is a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, which which brings us to sort of our our last question. Uh, this uh, we we are online medical marketing for doctors, uh, and so marketing is sort of one of the aspects to uh, what we do. And we would just like to ask a quick question. Wow! So we noticed that we've been you've been very active online, especially when it comes to search and social marketing. And um, could you please give the audience your best tips and advice when it comes to you know dominating the uh, online scene? And you, we've seen that, you everywhere. Yeah, that, that's easy. Yeah, that's <laughs> really easy. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know anything about it. Sure. Okay. Get someone in the practice who does. Right. And if they're I know over thirty-five, they probably don't anymore. <laughs> right, um, and 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 develop. Let them develop. In fact, if any marketing, if you think that you you can do it better, mm. which most specialists think they can, correct, um, they're wrong. <laughs> right, okay, um, and 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 especially in marketing, and especially in this environment, get young people, engage them, um, give them an opportunity, uh, and and use them. Uh, and let them do it for you. I don't do any of it. Right. I'm part of it. Right. Yeah. They make me do silly dances and things. <laughs> um, but I don't direct it. I, I don't do anything. Um, I'm not involved in it. Right. Um, I'm just a passenger and, and right. they use me, but they're the ones who direct it because they're, they're in their twenties, um, and teens and, and they're the ones. And it's going to change. Next week, it'll be something different. And the mm -hmm. week after, it'll be something else. Yep. No, true. Yeah. Uh, great. And also, what, uh, have you been able to track what works and what hasn't in terms of um, online marketing channels? Is that social media, um, you know, search engine optimization? Have you got some idea about um, that? We... The, the conversion rates... Mm. So... Um, that's a really difficult question because um, we we are in a, a group and and we all do a whole lot of stuff and if we actually look at the, the search engine optimization and the, and the data and everything else most important thing is to actually make sure that you're getting flow in mm -hmm. all right so the and the conversion then uh, from someone who actually hits your website someone that's a little bit more difficult um, because we're actually quite small so I suspect that you know if you're Nike and you're you know you've got hundreds of thousands and millions of hits then you can you know sort that out you need to make sure you're getting people in you need to make sure you're getting people looking and and from that you can be fairly certain that you're not going to be forgotten sure and to yeah. me that's actually more that's more important than the, just actually saying, oh, a conversion here and a conversion mm. there. Sure. And that'll happen. And and it's about being top of mind more than yeah. anything else. And I think that's very important today um, rather than, um, you know, a Yellow Pages ad or, right. yeah. or yeah. something like that. Top yeah. of mind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Even, 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 even the way we, um, the way we do stuff. And online, online now, we used to send out brochures and send we used to send out 
um, stuff that we just don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And online is not expensive by comparison. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, don't, I would not go anywhere near radio mm-hmm. or television or movies or because mm-hmm. that that is expensive. Mm-hmm. It's short term, mm-hmm. and and this social. Mm-hmm. Area is just a bubble. Mm-hmm. It just bubbles along, and it has to keep active. If you're not active, they'll drop off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also we noticed that you have a great website. Like you have like mobile friendly, and the website has a lot of information. So, could you tell us a little bit more about the importance of having a you know up to date website in online marketing? You know, success that you've got so far. Uh, it's vital. Yeah. It's vital. Mm. You, you you can't have a pretty website that you like. Mm. Um, you need a commercial website, yeah. and that has to state very simple things: mm. um, how to get an appointment, how much, mm. how long. In yeah. our case, wow. All right. Mm. So, and they need to be accessed very simply mm. because, and this is all about. And again, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> and and you need to you, you need to have confidence in the person that's going to, to do that. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky. We are with the group, and there's about thirty or forty orthodontists in the group, yeah. um, and and we're looked after very well. Um, and we have a team that really works on that. Mm. But. Um, there are a lot of people who come. Oh, you know, come! I'll I'll improve your mm-hmm. optimization, and I'll do better than them, and I'll you know. And it, it's it's a, it's difficult. Mm. Um, and I think unless you actually have someone on board who can distinguish what's good or bad, mm. I won't be able to. I mean, I, I've got other things to do, and I don't have any skills. Great. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I want to take a second to thank Dr. Uh, Taylor Basie to, uh, for joining us today on the uh, Online Marketing for Doctors podcast channel. It was great to have your expertise. Uh, you provided a lot of great uh, information insights, yeah. and insights into uh, communication in uh, specialist practices like yourself. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was good fun. Great. And uh, if you are listening to this channel and you want to get involved too and be one of the guests on our show, uh, the link to registering yourself as a guest is on our in the show notes below. Uh, if you had any comments that you wanted to give back on today's podcast, you can leave some comments in the comment section below. Uh, But otherwise, we look forward to seeing you uh, next week's on the next podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Online Marketing for Doctors podcast with Huyen Truong and Steve Tate. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website for previous episodes at onlinemarketingfordoctors.com slash podcast. And subscribe to the show so we can catch you at the next episode.